the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock, and we're here talking about cars, and you're certainly welcome to join us if you'd like, 602-508-0960. Do we have that echo back? I don't uh, think so. I don't think so. Okay. All right. I want to just turn down my headphones then. Maybe <laughs> I won't have that problem. Nevertheless, 602-508-0960, we're going to take calls, but I need to tell you about Automotive Dynamics, Sun City's largest and most trusted shop. Chuck Knighty and his son Derek run Auto Dynamics. They've been around since 1982, but I've known Chuck since 1976. He's been in the car repair business and in the gas station business. So if you're in Sun City, the only place that I can personally recommend is Auto Dynamics, and they're on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. Let's go to Jack. Jack, good morning. Hey, good morning, Mike and the fellows there. How y'all doing? Doing good. We're good. We're good. We're uh, our wives are still talking to us. Our kids aren't in jail, and um, and Mark hasn't been in front of the general manager of the station for what now three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so go go right, right ahead, Jack. Hey, I have to call you back because uh, several weeks ago I called because I was having a problem with my car. The uh, when I would brake, it was pulsing, vibrating kind of thing, and we uh-huh. talked about it for a minute. And then I got to thinking, well, you know, what have I done to it? You know, where where were the hands last on the problem? Yeah. And so I, so I went up and I took off the driver front rotor, and uh, and I took it overnight to one of these uh, local parts stores, and for sixteen bucks they turned it for me. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And. They didn't do a very good job turning it, but I think they got it straight or parallel or whatever. And I put it back on, cleaned it real well, and all that wobble went away. And um, But it, they did sort of a lousy job turning it, and it was still kind of rough. And so I ordered a new one, and I cleaned it really well and put it on, and it's just smooth as can be now. Okay. Um but uh, I'm crediting you and whoever you had on the show that day because somebody made the comment about cleaning the hubs in the back of the rotor whenever you disassemble it. or And so I did that, and I came to the conclusion that a really tiny amount of dirt or rust or something actually caused that problem. So I wanted to thank you for that tidbit of information. Okay. And so my problem's in pretty good shape now. Well, good. I think what folks don't understand is is a hair is two to three thousand thick. Right. So you get two hairs stacked on top of one another. You got five thousands, five thousands, yeah. yeah. and now all of a sudden we got to break a rotor wobble because mm-hmm. the hub is flat, but we have this little booger in there that's mm-hmm. causing a problem. Yeah. How many times, Kurt? 
have you had one come back that the technician didn't clean up and didn't clean the back rotor? <laughs> Eric's looking at me because the other day I drove one that they'd done, and I brought it back, and I said, Eric, they didn't get something right on that. And, he, and the customer was on the way, so Eric had to jump in and straighten it all out. But it's not very often, but once in a while. It's the same way with us. Yeah. Same way with us. So anyway, um, you know what, Jack? Thank you very much. That's, that's kind of you to call in. I'm glad your car's fixed. Um, the next time the yeah. plate passes, you put an extra dollar in and tell him it's from Mark Salem to ensure that I'm going north and not south. Okay? Do, do I get one of those 50% discounts over at your You know, I'm getting so much trouble for you. Yeah, Mark, give him, to, give him one to anywhere but my shop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, okay. I, 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 tell, I tell people, tell, tell Tom that, uh, I've, that you've got pictures of his wife naked. You, I mean, I come up with stuff like that, and my wife says, you are the biggest idiot in the world and uh, but anyway when they say that mark salem says everybody knows that they're a referral now you guys know i don't get any money i don't want any nope. money. yeah not at all but it's a nice way to introduce them to you as a referral yeah right so anyway thanks jack thank you very much let's see where we're at rick you're up next how can we help you yes i've got a uh, 2013 chevy silverado three-quarter ton okay. and it's got about two hundred thousand miles on it I washed it and put a new air filter in. Then I went to start it and dead. No, no crank, no nothing. But the radio and everything else is full power. I checked the battery terminals and looked at the ground. <clears throat> Anyways, then I, I took the relay out and used a jumper, and the, it turns over the starter cranks. But I don't get anything else, and so I don't know what what's going on there. Well, let me run at this first. The key switch talks to the neutral safety switch, and the neutral safety switch has to be passed through. And then from there, it goes to the starter solenoid, which activates the solenoid, and then the start solenoid activates the starter. You got your hand oh. up. Go ahead. Um, okay. That was 20 years ago. This is a okay. 13 model, Mark. So oh, well, I thought he said <laughs> 1813. I, I must have missed it. it fundamentally. It fundamentally, that's that, accurate. It, it, see, sometimes what am I – you go ahead and, and explain it from a technical point of view. Well, I'd, I'd go way over his head. But no, that's why I did it that way. <laughs> he told you to do it? Do it. No, I, my point well, okay. is, is that I got the point across yeah. that we got a brake light switch maybe and a neutral safety switch, and we've got all these yeah. things in between the key and there. Yeah. So, I mean – yeah, everything so you now think is... it's an ignition switch, or what it... should I be looking at? Yeah. Well, I, let me give you what I think, okay? <laughs> well, let me ask you a, question, a couple questions first. You say that, do the headlights work? Yes. Okay, when you hit the key, I, I know this is a crazy question, but this is an important one. Your headlights are shining against the garage wall, or the garage door, and you turn on the, the headlights and you hit the key, and they're going to do one of three things. They're going to stay the same intensity... They're going to slightly change intensity, or they're going to change intensity rather drastically. Now, each one of those, all right, Mr. Big Shot, what is the first one? That they don't change intensity. Well, it means we, we're not giving any signal. You're not loading anything down. So Nothing. Yeah. Okay, number two, they change, change. intensity. Which slightly. means that it's trying to send a signal, and there is a slight load there, but it's not dramatic. It could be that we're energizing the solenoid, but... Not the, and yeah. not the starter, but right. when they change intensity dramatically, you've either got a sh bad battery or a 
cable in the system that's drawing the whole system down. Or a bad starter. Yeah. Because we still have a no But he said he condition. jumpered the starter relay and it cranked. I know, but, you know, from, from we, 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 uh, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I, what I'm saying is, is that, that people have come in and said, oh, you know, everything's fine. The entire electrical system's there and, and we, we have nothing except a stupid little alarm button that's blinking. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, that takes, what, a, a hundredth of an amp? So the the whole idea is, let me make it real simple for you. If you go to MarkSalem.com and print out FAQ 28, FAQ 28. FAQ 28, okay. Yeah, I think that will help you because using the headlights as your voltmeter, right. I think that will help you. Now, one other thing. You said that it was a Silverado. I know that part of your toolbox um, is Ford side and Chevy side, but you take the hammer from the Ford side, okay? <laughs> I got one of those. We get a Ford in the driveway, so okay. it's not running, okay. by the way. So, <laughs> are, are you married? Yes, I am. Okay. You're going to lay under behind the front tire, and you're going to have the hammer in your hand and the starter within sight. You better make sure she's loving you that day because she's going to get in the car, and she's going to put on the parking brake, and when you tell her, she's going to hit the key and hold it. Okay. Well, you're going to have to get my son to do this. Me and my wife are. Uh, no. <laughs> Whoever loves you, buddy, <laughs> you better figure find somebody that's going to. A little rough the last few days. Okay, okay. My wife, I'd never have her. She, you know, she told me the other day. She said, "I know how you're going to die." So yeah, how's that? She says a bullet wound to the head. So, so when it, when they turn the key to the on position, I want you to whack that starter hard. Okay. 200,000 miles. If you whack the starter and all of a sudden it goes, and it starts right up, then put a starter in it. Okay? Okay. Just, so, so, you know, I've heard about your headlight test, and I, I forgot all about that. that that's a good way. That's what I'm going to check yeah. first thing, though. It, it's really – now, what it says basically is what I told you. Yeah. Key, no intensity change, slight intensity, and then heck of a lot yeah. of intensity. Yeah. And that's now, just – You know, about a month ago I had a uh, new transmission put in from Arizona Automotive. Automatic uh, transmission exchange uh-huh. place on Washington. They did uh-huh. a great job. I didn't. I don't think that would have anything to do with it, though. Unless, of course, Nothing. he didn't get the ground wire that may be down by the starter in the bell housing. If he didn't get that yeah, cable tied. His thing was, is he said he just washed everything, so he added water, which adds resistance if right, he had to right. slightly lose ground or something. Yeah, so that is possible. And and you're absolutely right. But it's all. And I mean, come on, I've done that before. My yeah, guys have done, done that before. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, thank you, Rick. Thank you very much for that. Did I tell you what the recent thing happened at our shop? And I actually got a call from a guy, and and it was really a kind call. We had a 15 ridge line ridge line in there. Do you have any idea? how far a 15 ridge line will go with no oil in it. I got a feeling I'm about to learn. Guess. Most cars don't make it two or three miles. Okay, guess. Well, the last one we did it to only made it three miles. <laughs> 15 miles. 15 miles. Was he an old guy? No, we're not going to go there. <laughs> well, well, I'm just saying, he, how hard was he driving it? What he's saying was that he, he must have drove it lightly. I'm not going there, okay? <laughs> you can do that. Oh, that was Eric from Kurtz Automotive <laughs> yeah. wanted to know. Um, the, it, and the answer is, here's the worst part. He's a former Tempe cop. He's retired. He used to work as a shuttle bus driver for us. I knew his daughters in high school. I mean, he is closely tied to the Salem family. and And so we just blew it. Yeah. And so we towed him back in, and what had happened is the engine, had se- se- the cams had seized, which wiped out the belts, which bent all the valves, and, and he drove it till the cams seized. I'm not going to blame him. So Eddie says to us, 
I'm pretty sure that's mine. He's the one that did the oil change. So we look at the security cameras, and Andy, my daughter, says, are we going to see you put oil on that? <laughs> and he never did. But we had yanked him from that yeah. car to go out front. Yeah. It's our fault. Yeah. So anyway, we put a motor in it. We raised our hand. We said it's our fault. He didn't pay a dime. He's been in a rental car. But here's the after. The first used engine we had had no compression in number six, and we cranked it in, in the stall in the, on the pallet. It had no compression in number six. We sent it back. Then they sent us back one that had spun the cam at one time or another, and had we dropped the camera down inside, and we could see nicks in the piston from the valves. We don't want that one either. So we went through this whole gyration. So finally the used car guy sends it to his mechanic, and they do the whole top end. Again, we, we, we crank it over when it's there. It's a good motor. But that's why we don't. That's why we stray from the. And we wanted something that was that was mileage comparable. Right, right. And so it was. It was an ugly situation. So people go, "Well, just get a used owned motor." It's not that easy. No, it's <laughs> just not. And and look at that cost us twice as much as it should have because we put one motor in it, but we also did all that work on two other ones. I know. And so, anyway, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. There was a a caller who called and left me a message that thought that that was pretty impressive. I know all the guys on my best car repair shops list. We raise our hands. You have to. We don't want to hide something and have later somebody come in and say, Salem, you lied about this. Yeah. You caused this. Yeah. He just left your shop and the wheel fell off. <laughs> and you, you had the tires and wheels off of yeah. it. How, you know, how's that going to work out? Yeah. So you got to raise your hands. We're not the only guys in town that know how to raise our hands, but we, we are in a minority of knowing when to raise our hands. And so there's a lot of them out there that just feel like it's a better, better idea. One of the worst things that can happen is, is the insurance company of your car can actually subrogate to the shop if they pop your motor or do something stupid. That's when you're going to get experts involved and somebody's going to know what happened. Yep. yep. And so it came in with oil because I drove it from North Scottsdale, but it left and it only made it, like you guys say, two or three miles. So yeah. it's some one of those things. Yeah. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We're not going to tell them about Kurtz today because it's just not worth it. No. <laughs> Kurtz is a bad shop. Uh, I-17 in Bell, northeast corner, and the two guys sitting from with me right here are Kurt, who actually runs the store, and Eric, I don't know where he came from. Which, did, where did you get him? Uh, my daughter drug him home. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I have um, have your daughter call me, <laughs> and I need to talk to your wife because there should have been three votes in that thing. Anyway, Eric's been with you how long? Uh, twenty years now. Twenty years. You're a master. Yep. Times five because you've re- every redone first, it. Yeah. yeah, every. And He's so, L one, L two, all that stuff. Okay. And and so that shows that you got gray hair growing out of the top of your collar. Uh huh. And and you've been around the block a few times. A few. And usually you can diagnose them a tad faster than the young men that just come out of school. A way faster. Be, no, come on. Every time I sit, he set you a softball, you hit me in the face with it. I'm going to I'm gonna take your microphone down, and I'm going to say... That was the uh, wrong one. Oh, okay. Hold on just a minute. Is it number two? Yeah. Okay. Are you there? I'm not there. Oh, now he's gone. Us, us gray-haired guys can diagnose cars a little faster than the young bucks that don't have any hair on their chest, and we'll be back. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, 
our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app, your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. You've heard all the lies about President Trump, but the truth is he's the most effective conservative president America has had in decades, and every lie they spread about him is targeting you. This is Kurt Schlichter, and my new book is called The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. My book debunks the lies and reminds us why we need Trump and his will to fight and win against the left. It's the most important book of the year, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, by me, Kurt Schlichter. Get it at Amazon or wherever books are sold. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. Proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I am proud to be part of something larger than me and to serve my country. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. I am proud to be a member. I am proud to protect our Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. Well, 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, Kurt Rock from Kurt's Auto, I-17 and Bell, northeast corner, along with some vagabond that he brought in today that says he's a master tech and knows everything in the world. His name is Eric, but I've called Eric a couple times to ask him to help me out. (laughs) Does he call anybody, Kurt? Yes, he does. Okay. okay. Yeah, I do. Good enough. Good enough. And, and you, I needed you to say that. Yeah. Okay. When I'm going like this with my head, oh, oh, I'm telling you I want to yes. Don't, don't disagree? <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree. <laughs> anyway, we're going to take calls, but the lines are wide open, so if you'd like to join us, you can. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Jim, good morning to you. Good morning, man. Thank you, Mark, for having this program. Thank I you. have a 2000 Toyota RAV with 106,000 miles on it. And a couple of days ago, I turned the air on, and when I push the button on the dash, and I can always hear the click, and it kicks in. Well, the other day, I pushed the button, and there was nothing. So I pushed it again, and nothing. Finally, the third time when I pushed it, it kicked in. Okay. What kind of diagnosis would you have and an estimate of roughly about how much that would be? Um, how much is a car worth? <laughs> I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. Not very much. <laughs> well, it, this is going to... Uh, uh, now, you think out loud with me here. Right. Yeah. Okay. The button, when it energizes a compressor, if the low-pressure switch or the high-pressure switch is, exactly. is screaming, it ain't going to click. No. Nope. Okay. The switch itself actually could be not making contact. The light can turn on, but right. it not actually send the signal. And it could be a clutch problem. Yeah, it could be a it clutch could be, Or a coil problem. Yeah. Or even a, uh, a relay power problem. 
If yes, because yeah. it's a, it's a RAV. Yeah, a Toyota. Okay, so off the top of your head, give me parameters of the diagnostic charge. Uh, 80 to 130. Okay, and what you're saying is three quarters of an hour to an hour. Yeah. And we're going to follow the power to the the on switch. From there, we're going to go th- and test the low pressure, test the high pressure, touch the coil at the clutch, and all that stuff. Right. Now, me, I'm going to get a big, huge jumper cable. I'm going to hook it to the positive side of the battery. I'm going to touch the side of the coil. <laughs> and if it engages, we're home free. <laughs> and so I'm going to go up. No, but obviously that's you can work from the, from the compressor backwards. Words. You can also artificially inseminate the compressor to get it to right. roll, and you'd know that. So you've got all these dynamics that are going on. No one can tell you what it is. But the thing that he said that really burned in my heart is it worked fine yesterday. Right, yeah. and it blew cold yesterday. So this has to be something that's preventing it from operating. Plus, he's got one hundred six thousand miles. He's been around the world four times. This is probably his wife's car. She's been pushing that air conditioning button on and off for the last what? How many years? Twenty years. And she yeah. probably has long fingernails, which really screws up the button. <laughs> so this is probably his wife's fault. But I agree with your diagnosis. It's not going to be any less than eighty. No. And it and. 90% of the time, it's going to be less than your 130. Right. Okay. So the only difference would be is, is if we've got a long stretch of loom and we've got power going in and no power coming out. So do we hunt down the bad connection or do we just bypass the whole thing? <laughs> so that's what it's all about. Does that help you, Jim? Yeah. Okay. Um, with all your years of experience, what most commonly would be the problem, do you think? I know well, there's a lot of things involved, but most of the time it's always this. Do you have anything like that or no? No, I'm. I'm going to give you my three. You got your three on the end of your tongue. Yeah, I got. I got two at least. Really Go. common. Uh, usually the coils get weak, and so they won't pull that clutch in. Okay. Or the relays go bad, and they don't send the power like they should. That's usually what happens. Okay, so the coil is at the end of the air conditioning compressor, and it's magnetic. And so when we apply electricity to the coil, then this clutch sucks into the moving pulley and activates the uh, the compressor. So I agree okay. there. And then the relay, obviously, and we would go to the relay. We would take a jumper, and here's the key. Don't think that you're going to go to the relay, unplug it like we do, and take a bobby pin and touch two terminals. Because you melt your fingers. it's going to light you up. Okay? <laughs> and not only that, it's going to catch the the big dominant uh, wire harness on fire from the driver's side to the passenger side. So have a fire extinguisher. <laughs> <Yeah. ready. laughs> you need to know which two of those you're going to jump with the bobby pin to make that compressor come alive. So, And that's part of the diagnostic process. So... I think the diagnostic, now here's, I'm going to make him feel better. The diagnostic process is between 80 to 130. This could be a find it for 180 to 130 and fix it for $2. Right. And, but the chances of that are? Um, 20, 30%. A, a bad connection. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there, there you have it. That's the menu. Now, if you bring it to either one of us, we're still going to charge you the 130 because we don't listen to those stupid guys on the radio. <laughs> 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 we know what idiots they are. Yeah, they're a bunch of idiots, and they're only guessing. But you know what? I really appreciate how he gave us that. Yeah. Because so many times I hear, well, the guys on Google said this and that and that and that, and that just drives me crazy. That guy, I had a caller last week, and I asked him, I don't know how many times, can we get to the point? And it was kind of like, well, then I did this, and then I did that, and then I put the starter in it, and then I waved a dead chicken around my head, and then I howled at the moon twice, and I never could get the question. But he told me how many cars he owned and how many times he's worked on his cars and all that kind of stuff. And so finally I just said to Gil, dump him. I'm done. 
we've he's taken up four callers and 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 I'm I'm unhappy about it. we still don't know what the problem is so he calls back and he says I promise I'll I'll get to the question and Gil says um so and so's back and I go too late I got too many other callers too yeah. late we just can't go that way so the idea is is help us out and the better the information you give us the better our we're going closer we're going to get now there's three answers to our questions what are they Yes, no, and I don't know. That's it. Yeah. Yes, no, and I don't know. The guys don't really use I don't know no, a lot, <laughs> but the wise do. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, thank you, Jim, and thank you, Let, thank for you. Laughing, that, uh, laughing at our jokes. Uh, Strictly Diesel Service and Repair is up at Pinnacle Peak and I-17. Nate's a great guy. He has hands like tennis rackets. He's very large, very tall, and really belongs in the NBA. That's all there is to it. He's a great guy, but he knows diesels as good or better than anybody I know. He's a die-hard diesel service repair and parts guys. Foreign and domestic light diesel trucks, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak. So if you've got that proverbial Ford with the 6-liter, and every time you start it up, the horn honks, (laughs) and every time you drive it down Main Street, it blows blue smoke, but not on any other road. (laughs) And all those other things that go along with that 6-liter Ford, um, or even the 6.4, the six sevens turned out to be a really good, yeah. Yeah. good motor, but uh, that six liter and six four, ooh baby. So anyway, I'll take a six over six four. A six liter over six four. Oh well, I guess that's right. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather I'd rather die from a bullet wound <laughs> than an arrow in the temple. <laughs> yeah, okay, what? that's what he's saying. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Can you see that we're a minute away? Yeah, I figured we need to make some conversation. <laughs> okay, okay. So anyway, 602-508-0960, the lines are wide open. There's five of them. We'll get to you, I promise. 602-508-0960. Kurt Rock from Kurt's Automotive. And Kurt actually um, answers to no one except the wife. And what's her name? Kathy. Kathy. And be nice. She told me before I left I had to be nice today. Yeah, my wife tells me that all the time. <laughs> Doesn't mean the damn thing to me. <laughs> you know what? I, I'm of the opinion a lot of people, like Kathy and probably my <laughs> wife, they walk right down the center of the roadway. Okay? And that's okay with them. I like to hit curb to curb. <laughs> how do you know how wide the road is? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I think life is a very wide road, and there's no reason not to explore the entire side of the curb. Yeah. So you just, that's what it is. She hates it. She calls me. She says, what's wrong with you is your head is empty. And I says, no, it isn't because I can count to 10. She says, yeah, but you can't go past 10. <laughs> don't need to. And then, but I don't have to because Gil goes, three, two, one. Goodbye, Mark. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. At aztuitions.com, we recognize that this school year was a little different for you, with families learning how to work and learn from home together. 
We also recognize that this won't last forever. As you look ahead to the fall and a new chapter in your child's education, aztuitions.com will proudly be here to help with 50% off your student's first year at a brand new school. To see a full list of our partnering schools or for more information, visit aztuitions.com. Finally, here's the inside story of how the deep state went after President Trump in a new book entitled Above the Law. This is Matt Whitaker, former acting United States Attorney General. My new book, Above the Law, is a firsthand account of how former FBI Chief James Comey and top officials in the Justice Department worked against President Trump. In my book, I explain how the double standards were applied to President Trump and his allies by the mainstream media to achieve its goals. And you'll learn how the Mueller investigation was able to produce a massive report for the purpose of political subversion, in spite of the fact there was no evidence of wrongdoing by the president or his campaign. I also include my thoughts on how we ensure that this never happens again to another president or American citizen. It was an honor of a lifetime to serve this administration. In my book, you'll read why I encourage everyone to say yes to the call of public service. Get an up-close and personal perspective on Obamagate from inside the Justice Department. Read Above the Law, the eye-opening new book by Matthew Whitaker, available at Amazon and wherever books are sold. I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like Nora was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks to DAV, now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All about that Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Mark Salem, Kurt Rock from Kurt's Automotive. And Eric, I don't know, he found him, Eric, hitchhiking on 17 when he came down here today. But you are a master tech, I understand. That's what they say. And how many how many times have you recertified? Uh, twice, three okay. times. I don't remember. Okay. Have you recertified? I've recertified it many times, but I've... They're expired now. I'm 65, and I'm trying to decide whether he's going to make me do it just to prove I still know. All right. Well, I have an answer for you. <laughs> okay. When you've done it five times in a row, then you apply for emeritus status, and you don't have to take the test no more. But you don't have to work with Eric. I don't care. That's emeritus. <laughs> I'm retired, and I know more than you, youngster. <laughs> now, whether you do or not, here's the important part you're missing. You sign the front of the paycheck. He signs the back. Yeah, on that one, yes. Yes. Yeah. No, his wife does. 
Oh, okay. Well, that's a stupid idea. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing has been around since 1970. Brian and Thelma come from two families that started uh, selling gasoline and working out of gas station repair bays back in the late 60s and early 70s. Both of those young people, Brian and his wife Thelma, have been around the smell of gasoline for a very, very long time. They know what they're doing. They're as honest as the day is long, and all you have to do is meet them to know that they are absolutely one of the best shops in Mesa. And as a matter of fact, they're the only shop in Mesa that I can recommend to you. Let's go to the phones. And, Gil, let's bring up Nick. Nick, good morning. Hey, Mark. Can I uh, speak to the expert, please? Certainly. Yeah, hang on a minute. Eric? (laughs) Bye. Go ahead. Eric, I got a question for you. Okay. I got a two-month-old battery, and I was down in Tucson last week and uh, coming to a stop, and the truck's idling. A couple of times this happened, the battery came across the message board, and then the minute I revved up, revved up, I'm sorry, the uh, battery thing went away, and the battery on on the panel went away also. Um, I thought it was an alternator, because I I think that one's like six or seven years old, so I bought one. I haven't put it in yet, but when I started to do something else on it, I noticed the negative cable on the battery connector was loose wasn't real tight tight could that cause that yeah, well, hold on just a minute i'm gonna ask you i'm gonna put it in simple questions there's a bear poop in the woods <laughs> <laughs> yeah you cannot have any loose connections and make and have your electrical system working properly and it's going to go crazy yeah. if it's intermittent it's going to it's going to the windshield wipers will flap sometimes and the dome mm-hmm. light will come i'm I, I and you know that to yeah. be true everything can be a, every system that happens to be loading can cause all kinds of problems including windows going up and down yeah so can i make a suggestion to you well, I, I did tighten it up, and I took it off and cleaned it and tightened it back up. But what's your other suggestion? Well, if you want to do a, a, an electrical systems test, this is the easiest way to do it. You have a digital voltometer, and you go from the positive to the ground on the engine. Then you go from the negative to the hot of the solenoid. And that kind of okay. tells you about those two sides of the circuit. It's called a volt drop test. Yeah. And it's something that we use all the time. And in your particular case, we would have taken a measurement at the negative cable uh, and probably the engine yeah. and found a difference there. Or we found a substandard ground from start to finish. So that would have been caught kind of early, I think. Yeah. So, no, but I congratulate you for finding it and fixing it, right? Well, yeah. And then the other thing is if I have, if there was enough room in there, would it do any good to put some aluminum foil um, on your head or where? <laughs> yeah, and make it to a point. No, I'm teasing. Around the, around the negative post and the uh, cable. Oh, no. I think that's a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to have anything idea. that can conduct electricity. Well, let me tell you what what okay. we do, and we've done this since 1979. Uh, on this is top post and side post. Sometimes we clean them up really good. You know, wire brush, a little baking soda. You get your air grinder, or not your air grinder, your airbrush out there, and you clean it all up. You put it together. We paint the the red the positive with red paint and the negative with black paint. And enamel will help that control. The, plus, in the nighttime, when the wife is drunker than a hoot owl, she knows where to put the red cable and the black cable yeah. on the batteries. And people laugh, but we had a car come in the other day, and we haven't, uh, well, the customer hadn't been in in like 11 years, and the battery cables were still painted red and black. We knew that was our car. So in your particular case, some of the old guys say put grease on them, and I don't think that's going to hurt it any. I know, but 
I if know. it gets a little loose, you get resistance through it. But he'll have symptoms oh, one, that yeah. will drive him there. Yeah. So what to protect it is just keep them clean. You yeah. take some baking soda, put two tablespoons in a glass of water, pour it all over the cables, go in and watch 15 minutes of the football game, come back out, take a, a small brush. It'll, take your wife's toothbrush and just <laughs> brush the cable up, and you're all done. But yeah. really and truly, let me ask you this. How many times yeah. in the last month have you guys had something like he described, a bad connection? Is that something that you face every day, or is it once a month, or what? It's actually something with these high-tech electronics we're seeing more and more. Okay, but, but okay. Right. We, we, just because it's so uh, pertinent that everything is so tight that we're just all across the board. Sometimes we're seeing cables. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, harness connections. It's connecting, connection problems are just becoming the norm. I agree, because what we don't have from him is, is what the car was or how old it was yeah. or anything like that. Oh. And I agree with you. 06 Colorado, uh, 773,000 miles. Okay. Well, you're forgiven for having a loose cable. <laughs> <laughs> Usually there's some other symptoms. Yeah. Um, you, you've got an alternator that's going to run wild because it can't see the voltage of the right, battery right. because through the negative yeah. cable. You're going to have all kinds of lights that go brighter and dimmer. You've got all these things going on. You just caught it in the early stages, and you should be congratulated. For us, yeah. this kind of car, 2006, 14 years old, this kind of car we probably see twice, three times a year where there's a negative cable or a positive. Right. But you're right. The newer model cars are much more strict about the voltage requirements. So a dirty cable can cause all kinds of problems. Yeah. So anyway. Can I ask, can I ask one more question for yes, Eric? Yes, you may. You may. Uh, Eric, I, I got this King Along lawnmower. Do you think it would be okay if I gave that to Kurt to work on? Do you think he could handle that, or what do you it, think? It's it's old. Is it still carbureted? That's about the only thing he yeah, can do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll, so, I'll, I'll, br I'll bring it up next week then to you guys. Why didn't you shut his mic off then, Mark? <laughs> um, I, I will. Um, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> you, you guys are having a great time today. It's a great show, Mark. I love it. Thank you very much. Thank you very Bye -bye. much. It's Mark and Kurt right here on uh, KKNT. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to take uh, Patrick. And if you'd like to join us, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. you got a four. we got four open lines. you got a good chance. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Radio.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Is the United States of America part of God's great plan for the world? Now, a new documentary, Trump 2024, The World After Trump, takes a look at what the world could look like in 2024 with or without President Trump. Trump 2024 features interviews with Franklin Graham, Mike Huckabee, Dennis Prager, and Eric Metaxas. Watch Trump 2024, The World After Trump, on SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Trump 2024. Watch now at SalemNow.com. Hey, kids, let mom help with your science project. This new mom wants her kids' science project to thrive. Too bad she hasn't cracked a science book since 1985. A metathesis reaction? Compounds, mixtures, and elements. Even this baking soda volcano is too big of an experiment. Whoa. Now she's completely forgotten the periodic table. Now she's burning a hole through the kitchen table. Burning with science. But her kids' love for the mom is truly transparent. Proof you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. Don't tell Dad. 
You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes I, my parents have to take me to the hospital. Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits. I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. A little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's 1-866-662-8822. Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many. I feel like a fish with no water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. Okie dokie. Welcome back, everybody. Mark Salem, Kurt Rock from Kurt's Automotive, I-17 in Bell, northwest corner. And then we got Grasshopper, and he's sitting next to me, and he's the one of the lead technicians at Kurt's Auto, and we're just going to call him Grasshopper for the rest of the show. <laughs> we're not going to give him the honor of knowing who he's giving his name out. Automatic Transmission Exchange has been around since 1968. Phil and his staff are transmission diagnostic experts. If you need a transmission diagnosed, or if especially if you have one of those old cars in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s that... Uh, need some work then phil is the guy for you and that's at 40th street in washington jim thank you for holding how can i help you hey mark i've just got a simple question about batteries and it's probably more of an economical thing okay um i know batteries one year they come with one year warranties two year five year obviously the longer the warranty the more expensive the battery and i've lived in arizona like five or six years i've bought or purchased five-year warranty batteries they seem to last about one or two years and i get a free battery every time is it more economical to buy the longer warranted battery and pay more, or in this environment down here, does it really matter? Um, I'll tell you what Mark Salem believes, but these two guys can chime in. First of <laughs> all, the General or Johnson Controls makes 89% of the batteries in the United States. The, I want you to picture a bowling alley 100 lanes wide, but I want you to picture where the pins are is higher than where the, the foul line is. Are you with me? The same mm-hmm. battery comes through this giant uh, machine, and as it comes down this one, it's uh, Jones, and then it comes down Smith, and it's the same doggone battery with a different tag of every auto place you've ever been in your life. I've seen that. And okay. so the answer to your question is, is shop the best price you can. I mean, who cares? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it's the same battery. So just just shop price. Um, I don't know that I'm a real fan of the 60 and 70 and 80 month batteries because they're not no, going to last that long. They're not going to last that long. And 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 I think it's 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 in your best interest to find the cheapest one you have. But in reality, fill in the blank. Most batteries in Arizona last about 18 months. Yeah. Okay. Right, and I'm going to say right at two years. Okay. And I'm going to say two to three. So we're all on, in the same geographical or the time frame area. So it just really depends on the cycles. How many ups and downs it has. How many times have we brought it to the bottom? How many times? we've taken it to the top grandma moses who just goes to the liquor store once a week she's going to last a long time she might last three or four years but the answer to your question is is mark salem says you shop price and forget the brand yeah 
Yeah. Okay, and I was going to say, the, the five-year warranty, the only nice thing about that is when my battery poops out after two years, they give me a free battery. So um, close to it. Yeah. What that's, what doing... I've, that's what I've seen. Okay. Well, let's do this. Uh, the math is easier for me. Okay? So give me a break on this. Okay? Okay. Eric? We'll try. All right. It's a 60-month battery. Right. Okay. He goes 10 months. He should just pay $10 for his used time. Right? Right. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. You're paying for your used time. So that's that's the math. Yeah. A lot of them will do an 18-month free replacement and then prorate after that yeah. or whatever. Okay. That's and what I found. My, my battery lasted a year last time, and they just said, you know what, we're just going to throw a new one in. Don't worry about it. And and, and that's there's something good for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. If you can get that 18-month free, then you're home free. Yeah. But um, yeah. really yeah. and truly, it's it's cost per month, and that's how we're warrantying most of them. And after 18 months, that's how they're going to warranty yours. Yep. So okay. um, I, I want you to know that... Uh, if people have a tough time, that all the auto parts stores plus the Cadillac dealership, they all kind of have the same battery, but yeah. boy, are they priced differently. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not, it could uh, be the Toyota store, it could be my store, it could be your store or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, Jim, thank you. That's a question that I haven't had in a long time. So um, thank you very much for that. Let's go back to uh, Scott. Scott, good morning. Uh, good morning. Uh, Mark, how are you? I'm better than the average bear. Sounds good. Um, hey, uh, Mark, I've got a 2000 uh, Chevy Silverado, uh, and uh, I, this is going to be a silly question, but uh, when I'm driving the vehicle and the radio is off, it just comes on automatically. I didn't even, I, I didn't uh, activate the radio at all. It just, just comes on. Then i got to shut it off. Okay. Uh, Wait, let me ask you, how do you turn it on? Oh, there's a push button on the it's the original radio in, in okay. the vehicle. It, you just you just push the button. Uh, I think the it, button is bad. I do too. I think it's the, rattling when he's driving and then it switches itself on. Yeah, I'm a, I'm going to agree with that. Uh, I I'll bet if you take your girlfriend out <laughs> on a dirt road, it'll come on and off a lot more. I'm thinking of the bumping and stuff like yeah. that. Hopefully he doesn't have a girlfriend. If he does, he's not married and I don't well, care. Well, I am married and uh uh, my wife thinks that uh, it's some kind of a ghost in there that just turns it on and off on, okay. its, on its own. Okay, fine, fine, <laughs> fine. Okay, um, I want a show of hands. Is the wife right or is are we right? A show of hands. How many believe that his wife is right? Yeah, yeah, I'm with his wife. <laughs> I hope my wife is watching. <laughs> well, I'm telling you right now, we're all voting on the wife's side. Okay? Um, one of the things, uh, that I don't know what he can do. Um, he might go to a radio shop to see if there's anything they can do. Yeah, do you I have mean, one that you use? Yeah, you just have him, somebody put in aftermarket radio if he doesn't want it. Or you can just pull the fuse if he doesn't ever use it. Yeah. You know? Well, I do use it. Uh, okay. Um, Could we hotwire that? Could No, we can't because no. the on and off is inside, inside the radio. The radio. Yeah. You could... You could uh, what? Yeah, it's a lot more work, but you could toggle switch the power the the key power feed to the radio, so he'd only flip it on when he wants it on. No, I know, but the switch is doing the power or the connection of the on. Okay, the switch and the radio. Yeah, but yeah, but there's always a battery power and a key power to the oh, radios, so you okay. could you You're could right. switch the key power to a little toggle switch. No, you could, yeah. or you could just pay 
150 200 bucks at a radio shop and have a new one put in. I think I'd stop by two radio shops. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd just yeah. stop by. And you could probably enhance the radio quite a bit because yeah. your truck's 20 years old. Yeah. Right. And they might be able to give you a remote control. You might have a USB port. You could have a, a CD well, player. You can have lots of stuff. Starting next year, they need USB any, or USB, uh, Bluetooth anyways because you can't make phone calls without it. Yeah. So it has to be upgraded anyways. Yeah. Let me you, and, you know, and, and another thing, if, if I may add, um, it also changes... You know how you preset your channel, what you want to listen it's to. It's internal connections. We've yeah. seen um, that before. It also uh, kind of deletes a few of those, and then you have to refine them again and set Yeah. It. That's called a reboot, and that's just like when we take the negative cable off of a computerized car. We return everything to zero, and you lose all the radio stations. A lot of cars that have preset seats and preset radios, when we do the battery changeover, they lose all that. Okay. So, Okay. What, what, you're still in the in the same boat that you that you were before, but um, you know, call a couple of stereo shops and ask them. You know, what would yeah. you put in your? First of all, do you love your father? Yes, I do. What kind of radio would you put if your father, if you had an OO Silverado? Yeah, and uh, yeah. and I think a remote control and that kind of stuff would be a, an enhancement. But anyway, thank yeah, you, I Scott. Just, I just didn't think if the unit itself was bad or not. That's all. Yeah, um, I'm yeah, I'm, pr- I'm going with the bad unit. Yeah, and you don't have any other symptoms. If that thing was on another circuit, it'd be intermittent as well. Yeah. So, and I don't think I'm with with uh, what's his name again? George Eric George Grasshopper. You I'm said. I'm with Grasshopper <laughs> in the sense that the button turns the radio on, and there's the problem. And so I don't yeah. think that you. And even if we took the button and we, where would we attach the power and ground to the radio when we need to get inside the radio to bypass the button? Yeah. So, yeah, I think We've, it's just the whole unit itself. I think. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what I do is just uh, tell your wife that Mark Salem and Grasshopper and Kurt said that uh, you've got no choice. So <laughs> I like thank, a Grasshopper. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that I hope that sticks. <laughs> I hope that sticks. Okay, Brian, you're up next, buddy. How can we help you? Hey, Grasshopper, how are you? All right. <laughs> See, now I'm I've getting a, addressed and not you. Yeah. <laughs> I've got an 08 Tacoma. Um, every time I stop at the stoplight, my AC gets really warm. What could mm. that be? Okay, Grasshopper. Fan clutch, more than likely. He's, he's losing airflow across this condenser. And, and so here's the test. I'll finish up for yeah. you. If on the highway it blows really nice and around it town does. when we don't have a lot of air movement, then we have a fan problem, and I agree with him. Okay. I agree with him. So, all right. Thank you very much, Brian. And hope we're right. He'll let us know. Yeah. yeah he'll. All right. I want to talk about refrigerant. Okay. okay? Um, in the old days, we used to wave a dead cat around our head, honk the horn three times, and we'd add what we thought was the amount of Freon. Today, we know that we weren't even close. Right? Right. No. We weren't even close. So today, I'm going to explain to them. I don't have to explain to you. You bring your car into our shops, and you want the air conditioning serviced. We're going to suck out all your old Freon. We're going to clean it, filter it, and remove the water. We're going to measure it, and let's pretend that you have 20 ounces of refrigerant in your car. So, but I look at the sticker, and we won't do them without a sticker, because boy, that's a that you get in trouble over that. <laughs> yeah. So we look at the sticker, and it's 30 ounces, and you got 20. We're going to add 10, and then we're going to check everything, and we're going to give you the car back, and you're going to pay a service fee f- plus the 10 ounces. Here's the here's the turnaround. Some of the shops are charging you all 30 ounces because they cleaned your refrigerant. Some of the shops do that. Kurtz doesn't do it and Salem doesn't do it. We're happy with just the checkout. So in in the case of air conditioning today that even dates back to the 70s, we can really, and the 
perfect amount of refrigerant makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. All the difference in the world. On some of these new systems, it's it's like only nine ounces total. Yeah. And if you're off of a half an ounce, it won't perform right. And you got the one, two, three. How much is a tank of that? Oh, the, the 1234YF, the new stuff, we just bought 10 pounds was 1000 bucks or something? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The refrigerator is unbelievable. Yeah. And it's gone from a 12-ounce can of being $3.95 to all of a sudden we're with a 16-pound can that costs $30, $40. Mark, we used to use our 12 cans because they're 99 cents a piece to clean out fuel lines and everything else. That's when it wasn't against that the was, law. That's right. that, yeah, was that, before, that was before, Mark, th- that was before the EPA. <laughs> okay, hold on just a minute. Go ahead. Grace I was going to say, yeah, that was way before. I wonder <laughs> if there's a statute of limitations about that. Uh, Seven years. Your mic is off. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, I want to tell you, I can do better than that. I was at a gas station one time. Okay, you ready? I was at a gas station one time, and if you guys remember, there was a nasty magazine that used to have a machine gun, BB gun, that you put a can of Freon on. Do you remember that? Mm. It was. It might have been Playboy or that other magazine, but in the magazine. I was trying to remember if I ever seen one of them, but I think I did see a, oh, a Freon. That Freon was powerful. Oh, and <laughs> you screw the can on there, and you just pull the trigger, and you load up. <laughs> I mean, to tell you, it was a bad, but you had fun, because if you got in a BB gun war, you wore goggles. Or a, I used a fishing mask or whatever they call that, yeah. a diving mask. So I was, saw these guys took plumb a 30-pound can of Freon <laughs> into this. It would, it would drop so many BBs. You could blink your eye, and this thing could empty a mayonnaise jar. <laughs> but it was the most fun I have ever seen in all my life. I didn't have anything to do with building it, of course. I just happened to stop by and see it. And they told me that they were like a half mile away from this barn with a tin roof. And they told me that they could, and they could hear the BBs hit this barn barn and so that was illegal too we know that today but but it wasn't back then mark it was legal for us to use freon because they hadn't come up with the epa or anything yet i I know but today it's kind of like you know back then it wasn't illegal to beat my wife but now it is (laughs) it was never good back then (laughs) so the idea is is that we stay away from those kinds of conversations oh i'm sorry mark uh kurt rock and uh Grasshopper. Yeah. They work at uh, Bell and I-17 in the northeast corner. If you live in that area, then it's worth coming. I have told people time and time again that you're he- you were my heroes when the lady had three estimates for an engine. She took it into your facility. I told her, I think she needs a second. You guys went in and put an oil pressure switch in it. Chevy pickup, I remember it. And, and so I think the repair, and I'm, I'm going to guess, it was 40 50 bucks. Yeah, the switch was somewhere around there, yeah. Okay, so that was it. And and on the labor side, you probably pulled the switch up, probably put a manual gauge in, started it up, the oil pressure's fine, you put the, a new switch back in and you're gone. Yeah. So back then, 100 to $125 yeah. total in and out, as opposed to a three and four and $5,000 engine, she had been bid. Yeah. So you were all you were my hero from that point forward, and you've never let me down. So I want everyone to know that I haven't had a complaint about you guys in what two hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's because, because you've been off. We off shot the our computer. phones off, so our wives yeah. can't call. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I I looked at my phone a minute ago. You saw me, and yeah. I had left it on. Well, you know the little switch in the thing that makes it go silent. I'll carry this phone for three days and forget to put it back on. <laughs> and Renee goes, you do that on purpose. And I said, no. And I blame it on my guest. He turned my phone off, and I didn't know it. <laughs> so anyway, we've uh, we've had fun. 
And uh, if we get in any trouble, I'll let you know, because my intention is is to call you and tell you that we got in trouble. Not just me, but we. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to give them your cell phone number, because I do know that as well. Thank you guys for spending your Thanks, Saturday Mark, with me. Thanks, Mark. appreciate it. Thanks. And mark at marksalem.com is my email address, mark at marksalem.com. You're welcome to ask questions, but if you give me your phone number, I'd appreciate it, because I'm going to call you on a blocked line, and sometimes I have questions, and I don't like to type, because my fingers are so doggone fat.